0: to thrive. Welcome to the Thriveology podcast with Dr. Lee Bacham. Join us as we explore ways that you can thrive in your life, regardless of what life throws at you. It's your life. Time to live it. Welcome to the Thrivology podcast. This is the podcast that I've designed to help you thrive no matter what life is throwing your way. Today, I want to kind of revisit something I talked about a couple of weeks ago, a couple of episodes back. I was talking about my jujitsu experience after what I've learned, kind of the lessons I've learned. In the uh, not even six months that I've been in jujitsu, So let me just say to, for anybody who didn't hear that, I was not saying that I had learned jiu-jitsu as much as I had learned some lessons about life from jiu-jitsu, about the pursuit of that. And it's the same lessons that recur whenever we start something new. One of the things I talked about was egoless learning. I mentioned the fact that I believe that when we're learning, we have to remove our ego from the process in order to really learn. I was talking about this. I went to uh, class later after I'd recorded that, and I talked with the instructor and told him about the episode, and he wanted to know what the lessons were. And so I mentioned this egoless learning. He said, you know, that's a really good point, because people who come in adult life to something new have already done some other great stuff. He said, when people come to jujitsu, they've already been in business oftentimes as adults. You know, they've already done stuff. They've already made their way somewhere. He said, basically, they've been successful somewhere, and then they come to class. And he said, I noticed that they struggle with the process in ways that the kids who are here don't struggle. And the reason is because kids are in learning mode everything is new. Everything is still kind of bombarding them. Then you get to adulthood when you go, okay, I've mastered that. You know, I'm beyond having to learn. Now I've come to my own place. Missing the fact that life is about learning, that that's a lifetime process, that we're always in the process of trying to learn more and more in order to move through life. It's a process of continuing that. So when we begin to shut down our learning process, active learning process, we allow the ego to begin to emerge. And that's part of what I was kind of pointing towards last time, is that when we step into learning, we have to remove ego. Well, I had several people who asked me to talk further about that, because the question was, how do you ever get the ego out of the way? So first of all, let's identify the ego, Because the ego is what gets in our way, we need to identify it, and here's the problem. The ego is often the loudest voice in our mind. The ego is the one who's always worrying about what do other people think of me, how am I presenting myself, how are people viewing me, what do others think of me. It basically is our outward focus, looking at basically our reflection. How are others seeing me? We also do this in another way of how do I compare to others? That's the ego looking for comparison. So if I'm going to class and I'm working on a technique with somebody and they do it better than me and I feel kind of upset about that, that's my ego talking. My ego is trying to tell me that I should be able to do it better. If I look around the class and I start thinking, okay, how do I stack up against the other people in this class? My ego is talking. It's the same with us throughout life. If I'm comparing myself to some, some body, some other people, my ego is now talking. Now, notice the difference there. If I'm at class and I'm asking, am I doing the best I can? It's about me. Am I challenging myself? It's about me, my inner world. If I'm asking, how am I doing compared to the other person standing at this wall? That's a whole different comparison. It's a, it's a stacking order. More than that, if I'm asking, how am I looking while I'm doing this, my ego has taken over and that can happen for all of us. So part of what happens is that in the process of comparison, we do ego or image management. Image management. How am I looking? Do I look the part? Do I act the part? Am I convincing people of this? Now, this can happen throughout life. You know, if you walk around wondering, do I look like some part, that's your ego talking. Now, let me also be very clear that if you're in a profession that needs to look a certain way in order for others to feel good about your uh, capabilities and abilities, there's a place for that. If you're a doctor, you might want to look at how you're dressing and looking like a doctor. If you're an attorney to look at how you're looking and dressing like an attorney. But sometimes we get so caught up into that that we are only that image. We're never thinking about the deeper parts of that. So that calls us to do an ego assessment. When is my ego getting in the way? So let's talk a little bit about the difference between ego and core self because those are the, uh, the pieces we're talking about. Uh, the ego is outward focused, What do other people view of me? How are they looking at me? How are they understanding me? The core self is more about purpose and values. Purpose and values. How am I being as my best self? What is my purpose in the world? Am I representing what I truly believe to be right and and upstanding? Am I living out my life values? Am I living out my purpose? The ego is about image. What do people look at me? How do I look? How am I coming across to people? The core self is about mastery, working to get better, not worrying so much about what do people think of me as much as am I on the right journey to get to where I want to get to. Now, here's the painful part of ego. Instead of it being about mastery, it's often about shortcut. What's the fastest way I can get to looking good, right? Right? That's the shortcut. Many of us fall for those all the time. That's when, when the whole world of advertising is based on that. Do I look good, smell right? You know, how do I get viewed? Am I wearing the right clothes? Am I driving the right car? All of those are our shortcuts to proving that we're worthwhile. The core self knows that that's not how we get to worthwhile. The core self knows that we get to worthwhile when we look at mastery. To boil it kind of down, the ego is looking for how do others see me? How do others see me? The core self is asking the question, who am I? Who am I? In my deepest self, who am I? Notice how that changes the whole equation when we're asking, who am I versus how others see me. Because when I'm worried about how others see me, I'll take any shortcut. To get them to see me in better ways. When I am asking, who am I? I'm looking for how I can become a better self, move towards something greater. You see, the ego isn't ever about learning, but about proving. And that's why learning has to move us towards being egoless in that process. And this is anywhere in life. You know, to be able to say, I have not mastered that I need to learn more about that is a place where we begin to change the process so deeply that we can get to a different place. When I was entering into grad school, I remember it was the beginning, the invocation of the year, the first year, my first year of grad school, and the dean of the school stood up and he made a very clear statement that I was confused about at that moment. What he said is this, if you are here, Because you already believe you know everything and you just want the degree, I deeply wish that I could just give you the degree and you could go on your way. And anybody who wanted to stay and learn could then stay. Because many people come to this process only because they want the degree. They believe that they already know what they need to know. And those who come that way will not learn in the process. Notice what he was basically saying, if you're here for your ego, if you're here because you want some more initials behind your name, you're probably not going to learn anything in this process. If you have already decided you know everything, I wish we could move you on in the process because this process will not help you. Now, after I had been there a while and had begun teaching in the graduate school, I realized the truth of this, that not only were the people not learning, but they were holding others back from learning because they were there to prove that they were right not to be in the process of learning. That depth of that, the, the understanding this dean had of the learning process was that if you were there for ego, no learning happened. If you were there for something else, if you were there doing egoless learning, you were willing to be challenged and willing to understand that there was more to learn and more to move through. Now, let me be very clear. I've fallen in this trap many times. In fact, I remember one painful moment when I realized it. At some point during the process of scuba diving, I decided that I wanted to learn to be an instructor. Uh, My wife will tell you that generally if I jump into some interest, I try to rise to the top of the the capabilities of that process. In fact, I recently said, yeah, I don't really have any interest in becoming a jiu-jitsu instructor. And she said, oh, thank goodness, I figured that was just the next thing because I've done that in multiple areas. (laughs) I don't usually stop at beginner level. I usually try to go to the higher level. And so I've decided to become a scuba instructor. And I mentored myself uh, to my scuba instructor. He worked with me through the process. We went through each step to get there, and I would work on mastery. But then it came to uh, a time when I wanted to go uh, to, to get certified as the scuba instructor. So I had to have already logged my hours of diving and logged my other classes along the way and had already had to become uh, different levels up there from an advanced student uh, to being an assistant instructor and in the process, uh, dive master and on up. In the process, I also had to go to these trainings. So I was at the last of these trainings. It was a four-day long process where we had to demonstrate our skills and also teach the classes. So along the way, I had gotten kind of confident in myself. So there we were having to go in and and do our presentations. And I had a killer PowerPoint. This was back in the day when PowerPoints were a much bigger deal than they are now. And I had created a wonderful PowerPoint with cool graphics. And I just knew I was going to wow them, which was my first indicator that should have been my first indicator that I was in trouble. I was there to wow them Not to learn. My ego was out there, not my egoless learning. So I go in to do the presentation, and I gave the presentation. And of course, what I really wanted them to say was, "Oh my gosh, you've already mastered this. You get our stamp of approval. Go do your thing. You have you've come in as the best." I felt like at the end of my presentation, I'd done a really good job. So I finished, and it was time for feedback. And I realized as I was getting feedback, constructive criticism, that I was defensive in the process. Another clear sign that I was not doing egoless learning. Defensiveness is our response to trying to defend the ego. That's the defensive. We're defending the ego. And so as they were telling me how I'd gone on a little bit long, how I, had, I could have done better at certain areas, I found myself offended. Another sign that ego is involved. I was defensive. I was offended. I was trying to show what a wonderful instructor I was, not to demonstrate that my capacities and learn from the process, but to show them that I was already there. My ego was in charge. And I found myself at one point beginning to argue back to one of the criticisms. And, and as I sat there in the middle of the argument and realized that there was no reason for the argument, that all of the arguing I would be doing was coming from the wrong place. My task was to learn, but I allowed my ego to step into the process. So here's the big place where we can make the switch. It's easy to identify the ego. I just talked about several ways we can tell. When we become uh, offended, when we become defensive, when we're trying to prove something, we've stepped into it. Here's one place that I think you can easily draw the the place of your own existence. Are we there to impress or express? Impress or express? Because when we're trying to impress... We are trying to show something to somebody else, prove something to somebody else. We're trying to worry about our image. If I'm trying to impress somebody, I'm probably at some point faking my best self, which is different than expressing, allowing uh, what's inside of me to come out. Expressing is allowing our core self to try to show what's important to us, to try to show what truly is important as a way of improving. Egoless learning is about trying to express what you've learned so far with the hopes that you'll get a little bit further along. It's the difference really between demonstration or proving. Are you open to feedback? If I'm trying to demonstrate what I'm doing versus trying to prove that I'm right, when I'm proving I'm right, I'm not open to feedback. If I'm trying to demonstrate what I've learned so far, People can correct me. Now, let me just say very openly and honestly, this is not the only time I fell into that trap. It was not the only time in, this, in that scuba class. There was a time when I really felt like I had this move down in jiu-jitsu just a couple of weeks ago. And so when I was doing it, I was doing it with pride to show that I had mastered that. And then the instructor said, hey, you need to, and he adjusted what I was doing just a little, And in the moment it stung, I thought, I did it right. I know I did it right. And then I went, wait, wait, this is about mastery and learning. Because if I wasn't doing it right, and how would I know when this person who's teaching me has been teaching for decades, why would I not want to take that on as a way of improving? So whenever you're in learning experience, ask yourself, are you here to impress? At which point your ego is on display or express? at which point you're able to take on the learning. When you step into that, you're able to step into egoless learning and actually move through the process that heads you towards mastery. Remember, one of those other points of that jiu-jitsu lesson was it is about mastering and never getting to the point when you know that you've truly mastered it. There's always learning. Life is that way. It always gives the opportunity. And the question is, how can we get our ego out of the way? Are you impressing or expressing? This is Lee balkum wishing you the best as you work to build your thriving life. You've been listening to the Thrivology Podcast. Thank you for listening. If you want more information, visit us at Thrivology.com or at ThrivologyMagazine.com. Remember that Thriveology is spelled T-H-R-I-V-E-O-L-O-G-Y. It's your life. Time to live it.